What's up, Reality Czar Sam? It's Nate. I hope you guys enjoyed Cryptid Week. I had a lot of fun doing it. This is the third and last interview we did for the documentary uh, with our homie, Jim Bob Oval Shorts from Unconstitutional Awakening. Those guys are awesome. The whole crew is awesome. They get great guests on. They have awesome topics. Go check out their show. They're the shit. Love those guys. Also, um, my co-host that shows up every once in a while, Tony. You know Tony. You love Tony. Uh, he wrote a fucking book, dude. He wrote a little pamphlety, novelty kind of book on agorism. I can't remember what it's called, and I haven't even fucking read it yet. Because I'm an asshole. And so that means it might suck or it might be great. I don't know. But if you want a copy of this book, all you got to do, give us a good review. Write us a review on Apple or something. And, like, get our get our fucking rating up. Because somebody gave us a one star the other day. That bastard. Uh, let me see. I'll read it to you guys because it's, it's actually kind of funny. And he's not wrong. So it says, uh, <laughs> one star review. The It says, was cool until cussing. I'm not going to say who the guest was. Okay, Blank was a horrible guest. Disgusting language. How could you seek the truth? That's in capitals. The truth is all in capitals. Uh, and curse like a sailor. Yuck. Such obvious sign of lacked intelligence. Otherwise, the info on the podcast was great. Uh, well, thank you. Thank you, Caribou asshole jaguar uh <laughs> you're not wrong though yeah we curse a lot i'm sorry guys i'm sorry uh don't play this stuff in front of your kids i love you guys um write us a review dude a good one or a bad one i guess it'll be funny i'll read them on here i'll start reading our reviews that we get uh so write us a review send me a screenshot send me your address and i'll send you a book from tony i'll even sign it if you want and what was the last thing I was going to tell you guys? I don't remember. It's October. We got some cool guests coming on. Like, I've got some really cool guests lined up. So you guys are going to like that. And some spooky topics for October. This is going to be a lot of fun. I love you guys. Thank you guys so much. And enjoy the show. <laughs> And we're live. Welcome, everybody. This is the Reality Czars podcast slash Bigfoot documentary interviews. Uh, I have Jim Bob Oval Shorts on. He's been here a couple times. He's a fucking favorite of the show. Thank you, brother. Uh, anybody that doesn't know you want to throw your stuff out there? Ahoy there, everyone. Of course, you can find me at unconstitutionalawakening.com. And uh, we're we're now streaming just about everywhere. We're on Rumble, Odyssey, and BitChute, and uh, pretty much anywhere you can listen to us, except Pandora, because they don't seem to like me. But I've finally got us on Apple Podcasts, so we're, we're officially everywhere but Pandora. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. Are you on Audible? Somebody was telling me you can fucking go to Audible and shit, and they I were am. mad that I didn't, so I probably should. I don't know how to do that, though. But anyway, I also started a new, uh, a new place that you can check me out. It's a new up-and-coming app. I recommend it for you, too. It's, uh, it's called the Wisdom app. Um, you just go on there, and uh, you can just have great conversations with a bunch of people and try to build your following a little bit more. So I definitely recommend that. 
That's cool. Is it like, is it one where it's kind of like spaces on Twitter where you like chat with people and you talk or? Correct. Yeah. That's cool. What was the one that people were trying to do? And then it like, do you remember it was like only supposed to be for like, uh, like people in the media and journalists and shit. Do you remember they had their own fucking app for half a second? I do. I don't remember the name of it, but I remember when they had that going on. I got an early invite, and so I could have been in that shit, except that, like, for some reason, it didn't work on Androids. You had to have an Apple. Like, Dang. yeah, it was something stupid, but I don't know. I just would have been a good fly in the wall listening to all these weird fucking famous freaks. Like, yeah, I don't know. Have it would have been fun. Conversations. All right, man, let's talk for some fucking Bigfoot. Bigfoot, bro. That's, that's, that's my homie, dude. He's all over the world, like. I don't care where you go. There are stories of Bigfoot. Yeah, man. So why don't you tell the audience, have you had any Bigfoot experiences? So I know over here in the, uh, in the state of Georgia being, when you get closer up to the uh, mountains and stuff up near bottom half of Appalachia, um, Blue Ridge is definitely an area where there's Bigfoot hunts that go on. And we there's been multiple times we've been out camping up in that area and you're just hearing this god awful blood curdling scream in the pitch black of night that's not human you know what i'm saying like there's it's it, it reminds me of some of them other ones that i've seen on different like bigfoot documentaries and stuff like that you know you never seen anything but good lord that scream dude you're just like it freezes your whole entire body. Like, I don't even know how to explain the amount of panic that you're in that short period of time. You hear this thing less than 50 yards from you screaming at the top of its lungs in the middle of nowhere in the mountains, like about time to defend yourself and hang on for dear life. I think it's about time to run. I don't, dude, I sincerely don't think that any man can stand up against Bigfoot. Yeah. I I don't know. And it's just an interesting thing, dude, because with them maybe potentially being interdimensional, I don't think your pistol could do a damn thing to it. Oh, bro. Bro, I, I, okay, see, like, I dig the interdimensional thought, but I totally think they live in inner Earth. Interesting. Tell me about that. Well, because when you get over to some of the other um, islands and stuff like that, like the, um, what is it, the Solomon Islands, and they have all those giant, hairy giants that live underneath the world there, and and then, you know, you hear things about entering into different parts to go into inner earth. And, you know, a lot of the giants that they describe resemble what we would call Bigfoot or Yeti or something like that. And if you've ever noticed, the cave systems kind of match up a lot with a lot of your Bigfoot sightings. Those same places where a bunch of people go missing are also a lot of the places where Bigfoot's seen. I saw a map the other day that was showing... And, uh, like, here is where the majority of people have gone missing in the country. And here is the underground cave system. And when you lay them on top of each other, it's it's pretty interesting, man. Yeah. Now, now go ahead and get you a third copy of where your Bigfoot sightings are and lay it on top of that. And then you're going to be like, wait just a minute. That's what makes me think they live underground. That's fascinating, man, because we've been talking to several people and we've been talking about like interdimensionality. We've been talking about how they have like psychic and telepathic powers that they can communicate like mind to mind with you and things like that. I believe that. 
Yeah. So, I mean, in that way, I just kind of figured because there's also there's these sightings that uh, correlate with uh, UFO sightings. So people that will see orbs or they'll see like crafts in the sky, like a lot of times you'll see these uh, like miniature Bigfoots or full on Bigfoots uh, in the same vicinity around the same time. And so that also led me to believe maybe it was interdimensional, but maybe all this just high strangeness just are you, yeah, familiar, are you familiar with the skunk ape? Tell me about the skunk ape. Uh, he's out of Florida, isn't he? Is he's that out a- of Florida, and he's also been mentioned in um, like South Georgia area because we have Okie Finoki that butts up down here. And it seems to be a swamp-dwelling de- Bigfoot. He's, he's not the same monstrous size as the rest of them. He's more average human size and, and tends to be seen in like dark matted black fur. And he is the stench of him is what draws people's attention to him before they even see him, because apparently he puts off this stench that is just smelt long before he even appears. Now, is he aggressive or is he do you know anything about his behavior at all or is he a nicer so a lot of the stories, so a lot of the stories with him actually are aggressive type stories. Um, him, there has been stories where he has flipped boats, people down, you know, floating around inside swamps and rivers and stuff. And there's been stories where he has destroyed like little huts or campsites and stuff like that when people are off from it. So that one seems to be a little bit more aggressive. Like the 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 few videos that do appear, it even seems like he's trying to charge towards the people that are rec- recording him and stuff. So that's that, really you know, fascinating. He's a little tweet there. Something's a little up there. So what I what you know I've been doing a lot of these interviews and what I've heard a lot is that um, for the most part and maybe that's like Sasquatch these type of Bigfoots they're actually very kind and yeah. they uh, they actually like kind of emit like peace and love sort of like uh, they send some like those type of feelings towards you when you see them uh, but they're also accompanied by dogmen sometimes and they're kind of like their security guards. Uh, and the dogmen are mean, uh, which I find fascinating. Um, I wonder if the skunk apes are closer to dogmen. It may be. And, but what what I'm hearing about, too, is that um, there are different types of Bigfoots. There are different, like, species of Bigfoot. And one that I heard about last night was they call them face eaters. And mm-hmm. there's these – they almost look – yeah, anyways, they sound terrifying. And these are the ones that eat people. Now, I have heard some good stories throughout the years, especially when you get over to the areas where he's considered Yeti and, you know, like the like the snow and stuff like that, that he's more of a port, more of a protection kind of thing. Like, I've you know, I've heard stories where people have talked about him, like keeping wolves and stuff away from campsites and stuff like that. And, you know, that lets me know that. Like, I, I really believe there are good ones going back into the Solomon Island things. The locals in the Solomon Islands claim that the the Bigfoot, the giants that come out from underground there range in three different sizes, all covered completely in fur and that they are extremely friendly and like, you know, like not, not out there to cause destruction. They just want to be left alone. They don't like to be seen, but they, they're not going to bring harm to anyone. If anything, they're, they're bringing like gifts and stuff from underground and leaving it for these people to find and such like the, the Solomon islands Yeti or Bigfoot or however they say it over there are some of my favorite because even the drawn pictures of them look like what me and you call Bigfoot here in the States. 
That's fascinating, man. This is actually the first time I ever heard of that. I didn't know that there were uh, giants and things like that that were. Yeah. You want to tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah. Oh, dude, I, I love the Solomon Islands. Yeah. So, you know, I'm going to you guys can look up where they are and stuff and you can really all you got to do is look up the Solomon Island Giants. And there is there's stuff dating back to when explorers were first checking out the air, those kind of areas. And it was, you know, like documented that they were running across these giants because they used to move around more freely. And now people say that they they tend to stay out of sight when tourists and such are around. But as far as everyday living, like their people live their lives apparently like almost beside these giants in the Solomon Island area because, you know, they're they're a little further behind, I guess, society because they're still kind of more relaxed and living that island life. So you would you know, there's not as much cameras and technology flying by and stuff as there is when people are over there visiting and touristing up. But there there goes from being, you know, sightings of them especially pre-World War II to even, I think the most recent one was in 2008. That was like an official sighting where um, there was like a tourist guy out in that area, him and his whole family. And they seen it from a, from the boat while they were out fishing. And when they came back in, like the cave at the mouth of the cave, they could see where there was a fire had, had been made and like drawing, like not really drawing, but like handprints and stuff on the wall that were bigger than human hands from like in the mud and stuff like that. And it's very common when you're walking the beach out there to apparently find giant feet prints in the sand. So, I mean, that's Bigfoot. Like, that's that's what that is to me. Yeah. Dude, you know, that's I'm, awesome. Where are the Solomon Islands? You know, is that like in a... Right off the top, right off the top of my head, I don't know the exact geography spot, but I know they're out there. If I'm not mistaken, they're out there like close to the Indian Ocean. Okay, interesting. I was thinking, I was wondering if they were anywhere near Eastern Island because those uh, sculptures are fascinating. But I have no oh, idea. Oh, aren't they? Like those are those are some makes you wonder what kind of giants were in those areas, right? Okay, so the Solomon Islands—they're almost by Australia. I knew I, yeah, I, knew I was okay. semi-close. I wonder where the heck Easter Island is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fascinating, man. Yeah, that's really cool. I've never heard that before. Um, and that would be, yeah, that would be awesome. We we just did our Bigfoot hunt, and we were specifically like hunting in areas that were nearby water, so that we could see. We were looking for like muddy spots we could find footprints and things, and we found some pretty interesting footprints actually. That you know, that's that is something that I have always heard, and even when we were up in the Blue Ridge area ourselves doing our our kind of little thing like that the water thing is definitely a true thing like they always tell you to hang out near what like water that you would drink from or water you see deers drinking from and such like that that's going to be an area where they're going to pop up at and check things out the yeah it's thing i've ever been shown i think though had to be a clump of hair because we totally have a bigfoot museum here in the blue ridge mountains we do and too we visited afterward and did some yeah some filming there nice yeah. and they and and i know here at this one they've got like hair on display that they've found out in the woods around it and stuff like that 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 they science has yet to explain to them because it's definitely not bear hair it's definitely not deer hair and they they kind of just write it off as well it's got to be bigfoot because we really don't have anything else to match it to so 
I had a friend that was telling me a little bit about this, that there is like a Bigfoot genome project and there, there's a lady that has been working on it. And, um, she, and see, like, she lost some credibility among the Bigfoot, like, um, the Bigfoot community because she was tying it to the Nephilim and they're like, that's a bridge too far for me. And I'm like, for real? Why? Why would that be <laughs> I don't a bridge know. Too far? Like, <laughs> they were like, she's crazy. I'm like, you believe in Bigfoot, dude. We're in this together. I think I think, <laughs> I think the Solomon Island thing it, it is a great example of tying it back into Nephilim or giant, you know, giants, period. Because, you know, over there, they just consider them giants. And the ones over there, there's supposed to be three different sizes of them that range from nine foot tall to almost 20 foot tall. And, and you know, and in between. And they they consider them giants like when you when apparently when you talk to locals and stuff they explain that those are like the children of the nephilim and such and they look like bigfoot so my, and yeah. me personally i think if we prove bigfoot we 1 million percent prove nephilim yeah dude i mean i'm on i'm on board with you dude i mean i kind of see things through a biblical lens i don't think you do but you know i kind of have that that kind of lens and the way i see it is like man the, these bigfoots are described as, as big and tall like i don't see why they could not be the nephilim i you know I, absolutely I, I don't lean too much into the christian aspect of things but 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 I am a big believer in books that were removed from the Bible as being more literal stories than the parables from the main Bible, like like the Gospel of Thomas and, of course, the Book of Enoch. And both of those books definitely mention the existence of giants or Nephilim or something like that. And and when you start reading in, in your, the way I guess I understand those books, like, to me, that is that was kind of the root that started me in my search for giants. You know, when I when I read the Book of Enoch and learned about the Nephilim in that area of it, I was like, whoa. And then from there, that's where I started learning about the Smithsonian destroying giant evidence and then seeing just all the historical pictures of people that just tower over other people. And, you know, they didn't treat them kind of as giants, really. Sure, they were sure they were excited to see them but i mean i've seen pictures of like soldiers in like asia and russia and even europe and stuff that towered over the rest of them and they were they were it looked like it was normal to them you know what i'm saying like those people weren't freaking yeah. out about seeing them so how familiar are you with the bible and some some of the stories oh i mean i've, I've definitely read it I've, I've the religion pushed me to become the crazy pirate you guys know today because as a young boy, I actually got kicked out of a church for having pierced ears and a, and a new international version of the Bible. I was told by this Southern Baptist preacher out this way that I was going to hell for having those items. And it, mm. and yeah, it made that me, right. <laughs> well, it, well it, it made me want to. You have to have the right. one that was, that was like possessed by demons. You had right. dude. What's so funny, man. Someone was explaining to me that uh, King James, that motherfucker was like, he was communing with demons and he thought that he could get like, it was wild. He was summoning demons. He was into like hard cult and like, and that's a son of a bitch that like wrote the King James Bible. Like, and so, yeah, the and NIV the is a step too far. Reality, You're going right? to hell for having an NIV Bible and you might have your ear pierced. So, so, so it, and then, you know, I don't anymore. They've grown in since then, but yeah. um, 
you know, like that actually started my venture. I started learning about other religions in the world. And I learned there was over 2000 religions in the world. And I've probably read close to 40 different Bibles, different holy texts from different religions. And I started seeing a common path in a lot of them, which ended up relating back into a lot of the things that, you know, I talk about like in this, in today and stuff like consciousness and loving each other and vibrations of how the, you know, how the world and stuff believes. And, you know, I pulled these things and a lot of the same similar stories from all these different ones. And do I believe Jesus existed? Absolutely. But I think he was trying to show people a way of life. You know, the book of Enoch shows that he went off to basically these mystery schools and the gospel of Thomas as well to almost become like a shaman in a sense, you know, and that's, and, and when you look at other different religious texts from different religions aspects, they talk about the same guy. They just might use a different name for him. And, you know, this same shaman guy was teaching all these great things to people all over the world, you know? So like, I mean, I, I, I dig into it, you know, because I think there is some, I found some good truths to it. And I also understand that when you get into a lot of the speaking that you got to remember people were trying to hide things from the Roman empire. So they made these stories in parables and stuff like that to, to be able to still spread the message to me and you today that they were trying to spread back then without the Roman empire destroying those books, because you know, that, that kind of belief system was definitely against everything the Catholic church had going on at the time, like the Roman Catholic church. So, I mean, it gets, yeah, it, it is fascinating because, yeah, there was definitely some different beliefs like um, like early Christianity had a lot of different beliefs before it was co-opted by the Roman Empire, by Constantine and like turned into whatever the Catholics call religion today. Um, and yeah, yeah, that all of that is fascinating. Um, I was asking you this because. Um, the gentleman that I was talking to last night named Scott, he sees all this through a very biblical lens. And um, he was telling me, and this is fascinating too. We're going to have him back on to discuss this further, but um, the story of Jacob and Esau, if if you're familiar with that one. So uh, his, their father was Isaac, right? And they were, um, so Esau was the older brother. Jacob was the younger brother. And uh, so Esau was going to get the blessing to take over, right? He was going to get the inheritance. He was going to take over the household and all the property, right? And so Jacob had to, um, he tricked, he tricked his bro- his father into giving him the blessing because his father, Isaac, was blind at this time, right? So, And so it describes his brother Esau as being very large. He was a very big guy. He was a very big hunter. He had a particular odor and he was hairy from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. Like he was big and hairy and he was redheaded, this big redheaded giant hairy man. And so that's the thing, man. And so his brother Jacob had to uh, put a sheep skin over him to pretend he was his brother. And he had to like wear some of his clothing so that he smelled like his brother. And so, and Anyway, so his dad like pat him down. He's like, "Okay, it is. It's you, Esau." And then he took and stole the blessing from his father, and that he is convinced that his brother was a Bigfoot. That that was some some lineage. That yeah, it's fascinating. I got, I got man. two cool. And what are your thoughts on that? Well, yeah, I, uh, you know one 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 thing that I will notice and like point out with that is 
if you if you've read the text, I guess the way I have, even Noah was a giant. Like you know, when he built the ark and stuff, like that that guy towered over many other men as far as size. And then when you start talking about the red haired giants, mm-hmm. that okay, so you've got the red haired giants not only here in America, but all over the Middle East. That's yep. a thing in the Middle East. And there was that one that the military killed and flew out of there and bandit, you know, my, my co-host buddy there, he will tell you in a heartbeat because he was in the Middle East the time that happened. And he says that 100% happened. He wasn't on that mission, but he said it, it, he said, when you talk to a man that has seen things that are unexplainable, you know, when you've seen things that are unexplainable, he's like, you believe what he's talking about. And, and like he said that there really are giants out there in the, in the desert still, you know, that run around today. And I, you know, I, I believe that, like, I believe these Bigfoots are there and that these other giants and maybe they are the same thing are definitely out there running around. I'm, I'm big into believing maybe underneath us and they probably can travel interdimensional. Like I think everything can travel interdimensional except for humans. Cause they ain't found a way to make money off of it yet. And that's why they won't let us do it. Yeah. It's interesting, man. Yeah. So that whole thing about interdimensionality, because I I've heard several folks talk about Bigfoot cities and um, because, you know, doing this research, they supposedly live out in the middle of nowhere in the, in the middle of the woods. And, and I just keep thinking like, because apparently they are as intelligent, if not more intelligent than us. Uh, they claim to be um, a human as well, sort of. They're like, we're man too. We're like, we're like you, but we're different. And they want to be recognized and respected as another man. And so it just made me wonder if they do have these cities and if they do, where are they? Because that, or do they just live like cavemen basically and like, like prehistoric cavemen out in the middle of the woods. Do you have any thoughts on that? Oh, dude, I def, I really think that that gets back into everything that's underground. Like, okay. So when you talk, when you get into like the underground stuff, there's definitely a bunch of mysterious underground cities like Denkuru and Naros and even, uh, well, let me look this one up real quick. I want to say it right. It begins with an L. L- Lalabella. You know, these are all these all crazy underground cities all over the world. And, you know, even more than that, you know, like there's legends of going into portals or whatever, like, that lead to other underground cities, even like under Mount Shasta. That's another spot that there's even a lot of sightings. There's, yeah. there's, there's said to be cities inside of these mountains and, you know, even made of gold. Like some of the things have said that these cities are made of gold. There's one I know you can get to from Taiwan, I believe too. And like, there's, I believe these guys live in those cities. Like, like there's there's a reason there's those cities there there's a reason we can't go to the north pole or the south pole because there's definite entrances into i think the underground world and people stumble across them all the time through sinkholes that come up weirdly and or like that mountain that or what was it they had an earthquake over there in china and that cave shows a giant whole entire underground inhabitable area that travels for miles. It has its own ecosystem. Yeah. An underground forest An underground a forest. giant forest. Yeah. So you, 
they, I, I believe they're out there in that, you know, and I, I think, I think they live simpler. You know, we, we, we all, it's kind of in America, you have to live in a box in a, in at least a hundred thousand dollar box. You know what I mean? Like you, you can't without the law messing with you, you can't just go, if you wanted to live a simple life and go pitch a tent out in the woods, it's kind of hard to do because eventually DNR is going to show up and make you leave. But you're not going to make a seven foot or I mean, an eight, nine, 10 plus foot giant hairy thing leave. That's for sure. And maybe they live simpler. Maybe they have their needs met in these underground cities and they're up here just kind of hanging out and enjoying what they can of these secluded areas and stuff, or even spying on us. That could be a thing too. It could be a thing, man. And, and sometimes I think too, that maybe they just have different types of technology. Like we look at these cell phones, like they're important and we need them, but really, I mean, what is this more than just like, this is just a prison that they put us in. Like they use this as like, like this tracks me, this reads that, everything that I say. That, this is that's like, used as a tool for sure. And I yeah. think, they're handcuffs I mean, and I, I mean, need it. I don't, I could throw it away, but why don't I? Cause I'm a fucking idiot. Right. <laughs> so like, oh, and no, we're talking to seer stones right now with, with this crystalline screen. We're like talking you're all the way in Georgia. I'm the way in Oregon. Like we're like this, like I was talking to somebody the other day. It was like, this is like, like, how do you talk to Alexa? That's like magic mirror on the wall, mirror, mirror on the wall. Tell me who's the sexiest one of all. Like, Alexa, tell me who's hot. You know, like that's that's what that's where we're at right now. It's this weird fucking thing. I wonder if they have like just different types of technology that they use because like they're because we can talk about like different crystals and different like uh, minerals and things that can like store data that can do all kinds of things that like have that have energy and vibration and frequency that like yeah, yeah I don't know Tesla tech bro. They might be on Tesla tech. Exactly. And they might just laugh at us being complete asshole idiots. Well, well, all right. So this, I think, all right, this is going to kind of run into some weird stuff. So they ancient tech is future tech. Like they're the, the, the people before us were far more advanced at one point in time. And I think the people underground are still that, far advanced if not far further advanced and mm-hmm. when you get into talking about how people like bob lazar or stephen greer reverse engineered technology from you know otherworldly technology to create a lot of their <clears throat> like spaceship like planes and stuff like that and even cell phones and artificial intelligence and stuff it i don't think it came from aliens I think it came from whomever lives inside the earth, quite possibly Bigfoot. They could have got this technology from some kind of ship, maybe. Check this out. Maybe Bigfoot's manning these spaceships we're seeing, and that's because they use that kind of technology, and they come in and out from... Because, you know, spaceships are always coming from caves or from the ocean or from... From the ocean a lot, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that is really fascinating, man, because there are... Like if you listen to uh, Bob Lazar, he was talking about how they had these ships and one of the ships that they had, one of these flying saucers, they found at like an ancient like uh, excavation site. Right. It was like and so it was at least like 12,000 years old or something like that. This the ship that they had found. And so like 
these are older than we know. They've, they've been around for quite a while. And I think about things like this, like let's say in human history, whatever you want to call it, um, that we had some giant thing that was coming that was like going to destroy. Like, I mean, we could talk about like the tower of Babel, which I think is very much in, in, uh, in line with like the fall of Atlantis. I think that we had like, because if you listen to the tower of Babel, I think we were all one, one people. We had one culture. We had one language. We were powerful. Like in the Bible, it even says that like God said, like, if, if everyone works together like this, he could take, they could take me down. Right. Because that was their plan. They were like, we're going to heaven and we're going to take over heaven. Like, and they were building this tower to heaven and God said like they could. And so, I mean, to me, that, that's kind of this idea that like that was Atlantis where they had this crazy technology. Like, I don't know what type of tower this was, but um, yeah, you know, it's just this fascinating thing. And like, that's anyways, there might've been some impending, like, um, some, you know, something that was going to like catastrophe that was going to destroy the planet. And that's when they built these underground cities to protect themselves. And the maybe they didn't come reset. back up. What's that? The last great reset. Exactly. The mud, flood, man. the mud flood maybe. And so they might still have this like, yeah, exactly. They might still have this like pre Atlantis technology that we, those, those flying saucers could have been oh, around for. I think they've, I think, the government has has this technology has had this technology and and has things that we haven't even seen yet but they're still just trying to find ways to make money off of it yeah so, until they know how to make money off of it and get rich they're not going to release it there's videos of people holding these devices videos of people holding these devices pre-1930s yeah, man, it's it's something else, man. It's really fascinating. Yeah, and I like the idea that it's Bigfoot. I mean, think about this too. Uh, what man? What operation was that? Operation High Jump was that? Uh, so that's when uh, was it Captain Cook who went and um, with like the military were trying to go down to Antarctica and were trying they doing something right, and then they were met by Nazi flying saucers. Oh yeah, and, 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 and Bird shut down. Similar stories as well. Yeah, that's fascinating, man. And so supposedly the Nazis had made had made contact with some alien race, and it could have been you know extraterrestrial. We don't know what that means, right? Just you know from or ultra terrestrial, um, and they were given technology, and uh, they made some sort of an alliance. And so there's still like a breakaway civilization down there. Uh, like, so the Nazis never left. I mean, the Nazis didn't lose. Germany lost, but the Nazis didn't. And they have their, brought them all here. Well, there's that. But I think that a bigger chunk, well, I don't know about a bigger chunk, but a separate chunk is now separate and has like the Fourth Reich going on down in like Antarctica, AKA maybe the Hollow Earth. So, I mean, <sighs> I, I, Maybe so, Bigfoot is working with the Nazis. <laughs> I mean, you know, we, we, we've actually, I've, I've had a fellow, we've been getting into a conversation kind of dealing with this and there seems to be two separate groups in the, in the Nazi times. And, you know, there, there's all those weird ones that did go to South America and bunch, all these man. German people that are in Argentina 
You know, there's a lot of people that are blonde. There's full cities, yeah, that are just German. They don't speak Spanish. They don't speak any other. They speak fucking German. They make their beer. They make their sausage. They wear their fucking whatever those bitches are called. Lederhosen. Yeah, they're they're German cities down there. Yeah, blonde hair, blue eyed Aryan folks down there. And and a lot of the stories that come from there and come from Germany say that they were. You know, before the war was even over, they were making trips to Antarctica to drop things off or, you know, do something down there. And knowing that there are underground tunnel systems that submarines use all over the United States and other countries, you know, that I I know there's underground tunnel systems like that in the ice of Antarctica and such, too. Like you, you can't have it in some places and not have it in all places, I believe. And, and so they're, they've probably been traversing back and forth there for quite some time. And to think that the not, that the ones that are there are quite possibly working with Bigfoot and maybe Grays or maybe, you know, Lord knows what, because there's supposed to be all these different alien races. And, and, and I really believe they're inside the earth, not in space, because they're always got us focused on space and never focused on the ground and the ocean, which we still don't yeah. know anything about, to be real. And like, like who, who, uh, if they're living down there, like, and they're accepting of those people, why aren't they accepting of us? Like what, what kind of, what kind of people are they down there compared to the people that were told they were up here? It's, it's quite interesting to wonder about. Yeah, man, this is all super fascinating. Um, yeah, man, I have no you idea. I'm speechless. You didn't know, you didn't know. <laughs> so, so there is totally, I, I've talked about this on my show a few times. There's totally underground, um, submarine stations and such like there's submarine bases in the in the nevada desert because there's totally tunnel systems where subs can pass underneath the country there's been subs that can go that have been tracked to go from the great lakes back out into the gulf of mexico so so like with that being a thing where are those subs going? Where did where did those Nazi subs go that went to Antarctica that didn't go to Argentina? What's out? Yeah, there? man. What's out there? I got That's I got adventurer in my blood, bro. Like I, you know what I'm saying? Like they they claim the world is conquered, but my insides tell me it's not. And I'd love to helm a pirate ship and set sail and see what we could find. Well, Captain, if you ever get your hands on a submarine. I'll be your first mate. Fantastic. We'll make sure it's done, buddy. We will shoot we will shoot a great documentary about what's underneath the ice down there. Dude, yeah. Don't let the government hear this. Oh wait. But yeah. <laughs> Let's go to Antarctica, man. I want to find Hollow Earth. I want hey, to man, find these... the, the treaty's gonna be up in our lifetime. Is it really? Yes. No joke. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Because I mean, unless unless they decide to renew the treaty, the the Antarctic Treaty will run out in our lifetime. I believe it's like I want to say it's like the twenty thirties sometime. So unless they extend it, we we might have the opportunity to uh, just do it. 
dude, let's just be junkyard psychos and like start welding and start making a fucking boat ourselves. Make our own submarine. Yeah, exactly. Scrapyard submarine. Hell yeah. Well, sir, this has been fantastic. I appreciate you very much. I got to get going to the next one. Yes, sir. Well, I appreciate you having me. And, you know, th- thanks for making me a part of this Bigfoot thing, man. Like, I, I think he's out there. I hope everybody keeps looking for him until we get the good definitive face-to-face truth with him. I love it, man. Thank you very much. Do you want to give your plugs one more time? Yeah, man. You guys make sure you jump over to unconstitutionalawakening.com. You can find everything from there, from our show to merch to who knows what kind of crazy stories because there's a crazy bunch of freedom pirates hanging out over there, and that's unconstitutionalawakening.com. Hell yeah, man. All right. See you, brother. Good night, bud.